Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everyone. Thank you for coming. Please take a seat. You're just in time for another spot of NXT. My name is Adam. I'm your host, and this is the show where I watch NXT UK, because nobody else will. Last week on the show, nobody wanted to fight for the Cruiserweight Championship, apparently, but Jordan Devlin and Dave Mastiff still had a hell of a main event. Ilya Dragunov snapped again while Sam Gradwell sat on the outside of the ring yelling at him the entire time. Nina Samuels beat Zaya Brookside thanks to luggage, and Joe Coffey and Rampage Brown once again agreed to have a match with each other, but no one knows when. We open this week with a recap package on the feud between The Hunt and Andrews and Webster. Tonight they battle in a street fight. Then we go to Sid Scala running down a hallway. Andrews emerges from a room and tells Sid that they're sick of playing the numbers game, so now they've evened the odds. They hand him one of The Hunt's masks, and in the room we see someone buried under furniture. To the opening video, then to BT Sports Studios, Andy Shepard then reminds us of what we just saw, Goldfish, that Andrews and Webster appear to have taken out Wild Boar, so tonight the street fight is between them and a primate and Dennis. I wonder what happened to Boar. I did try to look it up, I was unsuccessful, but I did get a chuckle out of Boar's Twitter feed promoting the street fight between the two teams multiple times on the 10th and the 11th, despite this episode having been recorded probably weeks earlier, so he already knew he wasn't in the match. To the ring for the entrance of Isla Dawn. God damn it. Oh, fantastic news. She's taking on Mako Satamora. We see Mako walk through production and then out to the entrance. The ring announcer calls her the best in the world, so no one tell Punk or Shane McMahon or Chris Jericho. No, you know what? Fuck Jericho. Tell Jericho. Fuck that guy. They start by trading strikes, Don apparently trying to be a pit fighter this week. They lock up, Satomura takes Don to the ropes, and then just back kicks her right in the gut. Mako takes the head, and we go to the mat, Satomura in full control. From afar, we see Kaylee Ray looking on as Don fights out of the headlock with elbows, a snapmare, and a kick to the spine. This just makes Mako angry, and she immediately takes control back. Mako begins working the left arm of Don with kicks and elbow strikes, then a stiff kick to the chest drops Isla. They fight over a suplex. Finally, Dawn is able to get the Fisherman's, and she gets a two-count. Dawn with some chest kicks of her own, then a rising knee strike they have to edit around. She keeps the advantage briefly, but uh, Satomaro nails a strike to the jaw and gets a long two-count. Dawn comes back with a suplex and gets a two-count of her own. We go back and forth with elbows, another back kick from Mako, then an uppercut, and a massive DDT. Handspring dropping kick to the back of Dawn's neck, then Scorpio rising, which is a step-up axe kick and the pinfall victory for Japan's final boss. We get replays, Mako makes eyes at Kaylee Ray, who holds her title high and smirks, and we go to Rampage Brown earlier this week. At the NXT UK PC, he and Joe Coffey spoke in a conference room. Then a video from Johnny Saint plays, He's alive! He's alive! Johnny reads cue cards announcing the match between them for next week. Nigel introduced that video as Rampage Brown runs into an old foe. I wouldn't say they ran into each other. That was obviously a pre-scheduled meeting. 
Anyway, to a promo on Danny Luna, she talks about her powerlifting background and how that makes her a good wrestler. She promises to take over the women's division, and we go to break. When we return, Aether Valkyrie talks to us over the strains of a music box. It's got a creepy vibe. I dig it. Honestly, I'm getting kind of a Nikki Cross vibe off all this. I'm here for it. During the break, Mako cut a promo in Japanese. At the end, she says, Kaylee, I'm ready for you, and we go to the Supernova Sessions. Noam, whose hair has somehow gotten larger, welcomes us to the show and tells us that his therapist tells him it's important to share his emotions. He says he feels like the best, which he knows is a fact. Then he hollers like a prairie dog to have the therapist fired. His guest tonight is Shaw Samuels. They reminisce. They hang out on the supernova sofa because the plastic folding chairs for the idiots, Noam says. Shaw then complains about his WWE name again and screams his real name some more. He pouts. Noam tries to tell some sort of racy story from their past, but Shaw stops him. Noam says he has a lot of power in NXT UK and says whatever Shaw wants, he can get. Sid then wanders in to tell Noam that he doesn't, really. They still set up a Heritage Cup match for Shaw. Sid agrees to take that into consideration, which is code for, yes, it'll happen. Shaw then tries to tell a story about Noam in Amsterdam, and Noah shuts him up, and we're done. That was not the best. When Noam and the guest are friends, it doesn't really work. To Nina Samuels earlier this week, who accepts Zaya's request for a rematch, but adds the stipulation that the loser becomes the winner's personal assistant for a whole month. Uh, Charles the Butler, anyone? Should someone have died in the womb? I'm trying to figure out what level we're on here. When they come back, a promo for Trent Seven. He talks about finding the motivation to get to the gym and work out. He promises to be the next cruiserweight champion. Back to the arena for Amel. She's taking on Piper Niven tonight. Amel gets in Piper's face and then slaps her. Piper slaps her back and takes the advantage. Joseph Connors wanders to ringside to get in Piper's head. It works as she focuses on him and a male attacks from behind. Uh, Broski Boot from a male gets a two count as Nigel tells us that a male once trained under Timothy Thatcher in Germany. A male wants a Uranagi because she is an idiot and Piper drops her with elbows and a headbutt. Into the corner for a cannonball, then a Piper driver, and that's the end of that. We get replays, Piper's hand is raised, and she stares at Joseph Connors. From there, a promo for the tag title match between Pretty Deadly and Gallus. That match is in two weeks on NXT UK. We come back for a video on Ben Carter. He'll be in action next week. Also next week, the Heritage Cup match for Shaw Samuels. Also, also next week, the match between Rampage Brown and Joe Coffey. So that should be a good episode. We attempt the entrances for the main event, but then we're told of some commotion in the back. We see Primate and Dennis beating up Andrews and Webster. Andrews is lying in the wreckage of a table. He's then thrown into a wall and has a production crate run into him. Primate throws Webster into the arena area, and Andrews' theme song finally stops playing. They fight to the ring, and the referee starts the match. Two-on-one tornado handicap street fight, basically. Why did the referee start the match? You tell me, because it doesn't make sense when I try to think about it. Dennis is fighting in his dress clothes, which he does use to his advantage as he whips Morgan repeatedly with his belt. I don't think this is Falls Count anywhere, but the referee is out there checking on Morgan. We fight behind the barricade as Primate holds Morgan up so Dennis can berate him, slap him a couple times, and then punch him in the gut. We're over by the Supernova Sessions set in front of the column when suddenly they stop fighting and stare skyward. Mark Andrews has appeared on top of a scaffold. They continue to stare at him as he stares back. Then he turns around and finally dives with a moonsault that barely makes contact with anyone, and everybody's down. Morgan and Dennis fight in the entrance. Primate and Andrews fight on the floor. Dennis gets sent into the ring post. Then Webster somersaults onto him from the apron. Primate hurls Andrew over the barricade and dives on him with an axe handle. Shepard confirms that this needs to end in the ring, so good luck with that. Dennis and Primate retrieve chairs. Then Webster and Andrew do as well. 
All four men in the ring with chairs and we sword fight. After the chaos, Webster KOs Dennis with his helmet, but it only gets a two count. Morgan nails a big headbutt on Primate, but Dennis comes in from behind with a kendo stick. Andrews ducks the strike and hits a jumping enzigiri. Andrews gets a stun dog and goes up top on the bad knee. Primate takes out the knee with a different kendo stick. Morgan is dead against the barricade. Shinbreaker by Primate, then a hard knee stomp to the left knee on a chair by Dennis. Primate with sort of a calf crusher, and Dennis screams in his face, but he does not submit. Dennis wants to pilmanize the knee, but Morgan prevents it. Shocking, I know. Morgan with the comeback until he gets awkwardly clotheslined out of the air by Primate. Andrews with a sunset flip bomb on the floor from the apron to Primate, and they try to get him back in the ring to cover him. Instead, we go after Dennis in the ring with kendo sticks. They beat the shit out of him, breaking both sticks over his back. They go under the ring for a table as Dennis wails and tries to apologize. They want to put him through the table, but Primate reappears. He takes out Andrews with a German on the floor. Webster is up, but Dennis rolls off the table. Webster swantons over the table onto the back of Dennis, but Primate breaks up the pin at two. Webster tries to fight them both, but gets Exploder suplexed into the buckles. Dennis orders Primate to lean the table in the corner. Dennis wants the Severn Bridge, but Andrews pulls him out. Andrews with a springboard, but Dennis ducks, and Primate nails a spear. Webster is still on the top buckle. Dennis wants the Severn Bridge off the top, but Webster Hurricane Run is out of it. Primate tries to spear Webster through a table, but Webster avoids it, and Primate crashes through the table all on his own. Andrews to the top, Webster as well. They both do flips. Andrew with a shooting star, Webster with a 450, and Andrews pins Primate for three. That was brutal and violent, but it had good pacing and nothing too stupid happened. I enjoyed it. Webster and Andrews celebrate, and we go off the air. The question still remains, however, what the fuck happened to Boar? I cannot find anything online about why he was removed from the match. Anyway, I think this was a very good episode of NXT UK, and yes, I say that knowing that the episode included an Isle of Dawn match. The worst part, I would say, was the Supernova Sessions, honestly, which is hard for me to say because I like Noam Dar. But having two heels on the show being best friends and buddy-buddy, jokey-jokey, just does not work for me. That style of talk show needs an antagonist, or, or Noam needs to be an antagonist, rather, for, for someone other than Sid Scala. Oh, well. This week's episode is lining up to be very good. Coffee versus Rampage should be quite enjoyable. Uh, as much as I don't enjoy the rounds matches, it should be interesting to see how a kid sneaks out with a victory, uh, if he even does so. And Ben Carter is entertaining to watch. We'll talk about that next Monday, of course. But until then, I thank you, as always, for listening. Do your best to be a positive force in the world this week. And golly, would you look at that. Two times over, bitches. Get back to work. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You have been listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows, as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there, or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundownwrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundown wrestling. 
you can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at Rundown Network. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com. Or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling. And you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash the saleser effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production. <laughs>